Welcome to the Wonder of Our Life podcast. This is Marie Labie, and I am so glad you're here. Welcome to our crazy life journey. We're going to talk all things motherhood, co-parenting, health issues, energy healing, and really any other crazy thing that just happens to come up. Let's learn together. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is just going to be a journey of all things in my life, from motherhood to co-parenting to my kids' health issues, my stuff with depression and anxiety, nesting, co-parenting, dating, kind of all the things. We have kind of a crazy life. It's a very unconventional in a lot of ways. And when I tried to research things that would help me and my kids through the different steps and different chapters of our journey, I just had a hard time finding things that I could relate to. So I wanted to create a space for other people who maybe are having a hard time finding things to relate to as well. And maybe one or more of these episodes that I record will help you. That's the point, is creating a place where we can help each other. So the Wonder of Our Life podcast, where the heck did we come up with this name? Great question. My daughter actually came up with the name. I was telling her about this project. And we have a lot of people who um, kind of ask us about how we do the things. How do we manage type 1 diabetes or reactive attachment disorder, sensory processing disorder, or depression and anxiety, or motherhood, or co-parenting, or nesting? All the crazy things that our life consists of. And she said that we should call this the wonder of our life. And I asked her, why the heck the wonder of our life? What? Why? Why this? And she said, don't you think people wonder about our life? Valid little one. Valid. I wonder about our life, so I'm sure that other people do as well. I know other people do as well. And so this is going to be an inside vulnerable look at the things that go right, the things that have gone horribly wrong, and everything in the middle. So welcome to the Wonder of Our Life podcast. Where the heck do we start? I probably the best place to start would be five years ago, where my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. During that time, I was two years divorced and had just moved actually in with my parents to Northern California to start a new business as a digital marketing company. And my kids were teeny tiny. They were three and six at the time and um, seven. My son was seven, actually, and my daughter was almost four. And right after Christmas, he got really, really sick. He lost a ton of weight where I could see his ribs. He was super thirsty, super lethargic, and we could not figure out what was going on. My business had just launched a year ahead of time. It was doing great. I had a fantastic business partner. My focus was there, and this health stuff just kind of came out of the blue. And we went from having a Christmas, him being kind of off, going to his dad's house, to one morning waking up, throwing up, passing out, couldn't catch his breath. And thankfully my ex, who is a firefighter at EMT, 
rushed him straight to the emergency room where he tested over 500 for his blood sugar and was rushed to the children's hospital. So life changed on a dime, like just one day, everything was going great, top of the world to the next day, being in the pediatric intensive care unit, wondering what was going to happen with our son, hearing words like brain swelling and unconscious and type 1 diabetes and insulin, just your whole world swirling around you. And anybody who's been in the situation where your child gets a crazy diagnosis, that's life-threatening, you know, man, it just, you're in a fog, just a total fog, total shock. And that's where we were at. And we were just trying to process it the best way that we could just to kind of give you an idea of the entire scenario at the time me and my ex were not getting along very well we were actually being very selfish and we're not kind to each other and uh, my daughter was three and trying to figure out what the heck was happening with her brother my parents came down and got her at the time so she spent the week with grandma and dadjo while we were in the hospital learning about counting carbs and insulin and shots and i mean i was that mom who could barely take her kid to vaccines without crying and now i was told to give my son a shot four times a day and prick his finger and my heart broke so we took a deep breath my ex and I decided we needed to put all of our differences aside and focus solely on keeping our son happy and healthy. Mostly healthy. I mean, please, no parent can keep their kid happy all the time. That's just impossible. So keeping our kid healthy and alive was important as well. So we learned how to give the insulin shots. We learned how to count the carbs. We learned all the things and we came home in a total fog trying to make this work. I was living in Northern California. He was living in Central California, four and a half hours, five hours apart, trying to figure out co-parenting and the kids and this diagnosis and our daughter was crazy intense for lots of months. So if you're in the middle of this or you're just starting this journey, you are not crazy. You are not alone. It is nuts. It is absolutely 100% nuts. And you will get through it. And one day, I promise you, this new normal, quote unquote normal, that you're going to experience will be so much easier and so much better. It's coming. Hang in. You got this. Um, if you are well on your journey, you realize, you know, every day with diabetes is different. We... I'm a type A. And when he was first diagnosed, my thought was, okay, how do we fix this? How do we master this? And you can't. There's no mastering type 1 diabetes. There is managing it really, really well and living life despite all the crazy complications. Um, but never is there going to be a solid period of time where you've mastered diabetes. You want to learn a lesson in lack of control and having to just deal with faith, type 1 diabetes will give you that lesson for sure. 
and I have a rock star of a son who makes it super easy on me. He takes his shots with grace and has humor about it. Gosh, we laugh about stuff all the time. Like, you know, we call his diabetic kit his pancreas. So we'll be like, hey, grab your pancreas. And people will look at us crazy weird. But man, you have to have like a sense of humor about all this or it might just kill you. And so we tried to do the co-parenting thing with a distance. I was trying to manage my business, trying to reintegrate him into school. And it was all really, really challenging. Thankfully, we had a fantastic team at UC Davis that we worked with in the very beginning. And one of the things they suggested to us is nesting, which is the first of many out-of-the-box things that we do as a family. And nesting, if you're not familiar, is basically you have a house where the kids live and the parents go back and forth as opposed to the kids going back and forth. So it works really well for us because my ex is a firefighter and will go to the fire station and live there. And I would live in the house with the kids. And when he came home, initially I stayed with my parents and then I rented a place that was mine that I go to when he's at home with the kids. And the kids stay in the house all the time. And that really helped us manage my son's blood sugar. It helped us manage um, just normal day-to-day life with the kids through this crazy diagnosis. What we didn't see coming was because of the, my son's DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis, which is what um, the state he was in when he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which basically means like your body's like super toxic, and that's why his brain was swelling, and we we're in the pediatric intensive care unit for a week. During that time, my daughter, who was three, had no idea what was going on, and her little brain was trying to figure out all the things, and um, it was about three years later that we decided to really figure out why she was having these emotional meltdowns, why she was being so aggressive, why did she hate taking a bath, why did she hate clothes, why did she hate brushing her teeth, why was she just acting out, and I made a list of like all of her symptoms, and I took it into our pediatrician, who's freakingbomb.com, Dr. Sign, uh, it's a husband and wife team at Pine Street Pediatric here, our freaking bomb, like, To have a medical team who listens to you and doesn't just immediately say you're crazy makes a world of difference. So I came in with my list and Dr. Stein, Dr. Kalani Stein was like, you know what? This is actually a checklist for sensory processing disorder. Go check out this um, play therapist. So we did. And sure enough, yes, Gigi had sensory seeking sensory processing disorder. And if you want to learn more about sensory processing disorder, sensory processing disorder. Gosh, that's a mouthful. Um, I did a blog post and I'll be doing more blog posts on it on my website, marielibby.com. There's lots of different types of sensory processing disorders. The one that she started with was sensory seeking. And um, since we have been able to calm down her brain with different things, it she's become more sensory sensitive. Anyway, learn about it. Uh, I have a blog post about it, lots of craziness, probably a whole nother podcast just on that. But 
diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. While we were working with a play therapist, she was like, you know, some of this stuff is just not sensory related. We need to send her to a, a therapist, a clinical psychologist to figure out what the other stuff is. So we did. And we got the diagnosis of reactive attachment disorder, which is again nuts because usually kids who have RAD, reactive attachment disorder, um, come from a severely abusive home and are usually in the foster care system. And with RAD, basically the kid's brain thinks, specifically my mom cannot take care of me, cannot protect me, I need to keep myself safe. And they create all of these defense mechanisms, i.e. melting down, acting out, to keep themselves safe. And she was diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder. And that was a whole other journey, right? Like now we have type 1 diabetes, sensory processing disorder, reactive attachment disorder. We're trying to do the co-parenting thing in the nesting, which is not easy. Like we are not superhuman. We are not perfect. Some days are great. Some days are a freaking hot mess. And we just keep plowing through it um, for our kids' sake because our kids come first. And it's hard. All of it, honestly, is really hard. That we just try our best to find it with humor and grace and, and yeah, just taking one day at a time. So my daughter was diagnosed with RAD, SPD. My son has type 1 diabetes. And we're trying to integrate all of this into school. Anybody, any parent who knows how hard it is to work with a school district when your kid is not black and white or doesn't fit in the box knows the struggle of feeling crazy. I'm telling you, you are not crazy. If your gut is telling you something is wrong, listen. I have been to many a meetings for my children to be an advocate where I was told I was nuts or my kid was um, basically just playing me and that I was making this stuff up keep going anyway. Keep being a mom. Keep advocating for your kids anyway. Yes, it is hard. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it is exhausting, but it is 100% worth it. Do not give up. Keep going. Keep fighting. When we moved back to Central California um, and we're still doing the nesting, we found a great school for my son. We moved back because there's LVNs at the schools and our district nurse here was bomb and they're specialized in type 1 diabetes. And the school that we found is fantastic for my son. Like it was such a great fit for him. We have had nothing but good things to say about how they've managed his diabetes. However, um, my daughter was in first grade when she was diagnosed and they could not deal with her her stuff as well. You know, not every school is gonna be a great fit for every kid. And we decided to take our daughter out of school um, that our son was in, keep him in that school. And we tried two other schools, two other charters before we found out um, what charter worked great for us. And she's in a fantastic school that fits her well now, like total shout out. like. Her teacher and the administrative staff, everybody, honestly, everybody that we've come in contact with at her new school, um, cheers her on, listens to us as an advocate for our family. It's freaking huge. But we went through 
a huge challenge at the first school where we went through like five SST meetings, trying to prove what was going on with our daughter, trying to figure out a way to like work and catch her up in school. She was like in first grade, still couldn't do her letter sounds and recognize each letter consistently, was way behind. And quite honestly, nobody was listening to us. We were told that um, basically we were making this up, that she was fine, that everything was good, and we were being overdramatic, like knives to my heart. And I just didn't give up. We took her out. We kept looking for schools that worked for her. I homeschooled her for a hot minute. And um, we talked with our pediatrician and the therapist. We went through a couple of different neurological medicines, which actually made her worse, and finally landed on CBD THC. Our pediatrician actually works with people locally, and they created their own dispensary and really managed pediatric patients through this dispensary with CBD, THC. They're freaking phenomenal. Like, there's so many regulations around giving your kid this stuff that I had no concept about. Like, for instance, you can't just fly with it. You need a medical marijuana card. If your kid was admitted to the hospital, you couldn't just give them this medicine out in the blue because it's a federally regulated hospital and this product is not federally legal. So lots of crazy loopholes and catch-22s that go along with this miracle cure, I feel like. Like I'm a huge advocate of CBD THC for um, your kid. If it works, great. Find a really reputable company One of the things we did learn is not all CBD products are equal. A lot of them have a lot of crazy fillers, which is the reason our pediatrician created this dispensary or helped create this dispensary because it creates a very pure product for his patients. Whole other podcast we will do on that, I promise. Whole different world. Anyway, we have finally found a school that works well for my son. We have found a school that works well for my daughter. They are not the same school, and you know what, that's okay. Um, Not everybody has the luxury of being able to cart their kid from one place to another. I'm able to do it because I run my own business, which is a whole other set of complications. Trying to manage a business when um, my ex is gone a lot of the time, especially during fire season, and doctor's appointments and therapy appointments and all the things are really hard. And I've realized through my own therapy and through life coaching, shout out to Dante Rosh. If you're looking for a life coach, she's freaking bomb. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Dante Rosh or her website, DanteNoel.com. Um, it was, it's been a journey for me to learn how to take care of myself. And on that journey of self-care and self-reflection and healing, I have learned Um, meditation is key for me eating healthy and moving my body is key for me Um, and Reiki became a huge part of my life again I have been I would I was exposed to Reiki about 20 years ago and have been fascinated by the healing effects of it and actually me and my kids caught COVID early January and Reiki was a huge healing tool in getting me over it Um, My son actually still has long-term symptoms of COVID. Again, another podcast episode. Uh, Like I said, my life is not so crazy. But um, 
we used Reiki in that healing process and I was so impressed by like I just believe so much in the power of energy healing that I finally got certified. So the Reiki master that worked with us during COVID actually certified me. So I'm level two Reiki practitioner and use it on me and my kids and my friends and just open my practice to other people as well. Can't say enough good things about Reiki. I'll definitely be sharing more about this in future episodes. Um, But we incorporate that. We incorporate healthy eating into our lifestyle. Big shout out to Kelly Black, who's owner of Mosh. Her website, gomosh.com. It's a farm to fork catering business. Um, You can find her on Instagram and Facebook as well. Freaking amazing. I've learned about the healing power of foods. I've taught myself how to garden so we can cultivate our own foods. We are incorporating nutritional supplements. Now, of course, CBD, THC into our regular mix and really try and use just natural products whenever we can because, you know, everything is interconnected and the healthier you are, the more whole you're going to be. And so this has been a crazy journey of managing these different illnesses in with a mom who deals with depression and anxiety. And if you know anything about depression and anxiety, you know that it is a daily struggle. Some days are so easy and some days are really debilitatingly hard. And I will open up about my um, struggle and successes with depression and anxiety as well. One of the things we definitely use as a part of our healing is beach trips. Anytime we're feeling unsettled or just just the blood days, um, we usually pack up and head to the beach and get some healing out of that. So we're total beach goers. I'm a huge proponent of sand and salt water as healing tools. Um, But I just wanted to kind of share a very vulnerable honest look into how we deal with these illnesses, how we incorporate different techniques that I've learned about into our healing practices. How the heck do you do this with a co-parenting partner? It's hard enough on your own. It's hard enough in a marriage. But when you're trying to deal with an ex and making all of these decisions along the way, it's challenging. And The ultimate goal of this podcast is to create a place where you can feel heard and safe and encouraged and know that you are not alone. There's a lot of times in this journey that I have felt alone and if I can create a space where I can encourage just one other person and let them know that somebody is rooting for them, I'm cheering them on, this is a safe place let me help you, let me encourage you, then all of this is worth worth it. So continue following me. Please hit subscribe. You can find me on Instagram, MarieLabee, or follow me on my website, MarieLabee.com. And let's just take this journey together and you are going to figure out what in the world my crazy life is all about. So hopefully I will see you next week. Um, Reach out to me if you need encouragement. I'd love to pray with you um, or just hold you in happy, spiritual, good vibes because I think you are amazing. Talk to you soon.